Coming to you live from Canterbury Cathedral, yeah. Ultimate 80s Discussion <laughs> Podcast. It's I'm This Is Elf. John Canterbury. We've got John Canterbury coming you from the pa- to you from the past. Are you the same guy that made Cadbury, or is that a different cathedral? I think that's a different word is, and name. This, this is getting weirdly confusing. Okay. <laughs> For our listeners. I'm going to fire up the, the theme song. It's elf time. This is where the record scratching would be in the remix. Okay, that's enough. The Reaganaut theme song. Yeah, did you guys watch the episode? I did. I, I'm yes. fresh off it. Mm, me too. Uh, hey, everybody. Welcome to Alf is back in pod form episode five. Got it. Yeah, Nailed it that time. Five. I almost said four. Well, we're watching four. It is confusing because we watched four, but it's yeah. actually five of the podcast. Yeah, it's true. Um, episode f- I also I, I I believe this is the third episode they recorded because in my uh, file this is it's labeled episode three right so okay. is that is that interesting um, I think wildly. it's not uninteresting it is yeah it, it is a neutral fact I, I think we've had worse facts yeah. involving uh, like the death of certain actors on the program. Well, no, I mean, I don't think they were uninteresting. Like, by worse, I meant, like, more, more dull. I think talking about whether it's interesting... Oh, I thought you said it meant sadder. No. To me, worse always means sadder. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll keep that in mind. Hold on, I'm gonna... I'm gonna so, buy... like, a worse earthquake would be a sadder earthquake. Well, more see? deaths. Think of Haiti. What if what if there were no deaths in the earthquake? It was just worse. No, it's not yeah. sad at all. Yeah, no, it's exactly. higher magnitude, yeah. What would be sad about that? Just like... Very little. Yeah. Just... There are earthquakes going on right now in the sun. Strangely, earthquakes in the sun. Who would believe? I think that probably means sunquakes, dude. Well, you know what? It, I, strangely, Nick, no. I looked into this with a seismologist friend uh, named um, Jane Earthquake, and and she said that there are actually earthquakes on the sun. Not sunquakes. now. Would Jane be willing to come on uh, the podcast to do like a little? Science? Um, you know, not not right now, but uh, perhaps in the future she might be open to it. She, All right. She was. She was uh, once a go-go 80s Reaganod, but she's reformed, so. Fair enough. Yeah. All right. I have some notes on this episode. Lost them. Mm. Gone. Yeah. They, they gone? No, I found it. It's in Google okay. Drive. Oh, shit. I can hear myself in, in your... I can hear myself echoing, I think. Is it horrendous? Uh, <laughs> You guys both, yeah. Well, I mean, it's hard to tell, Nick, because my voice always sounds horrendous. Bummer. But if you put an echo on it, it makes it sound like you're like... Yeah, I I think it makes it sound better. It's like more portentous. Yeah, Yeah. this is going to be like, probably be, get the the Razzie for worst podcast audio quality. I will say that that both of you are fine on this end, so I don't know what your recording software is picking up, but there's no problem here. I don't know either, to be honest. It's going to be a surprise. I can finally sound both... Portentious and pretentious. 
a lifelong goal. Yeah, yeah. I, you know what? I, I almost enjoyed this episode. It, yeah, it, was, it might it be going okay. on a limb, but this could be where Alpha's peaked, or at least it's definitely a high point so far. I, yeah. I admit I, I rushed through it a little bit because I was, um, I was watching uh, How to Make a Murder, Murder on Netflix right up until the, like, I watched this, and I, like, almost ran out of time, and I had to cram it in. But yeah. I crammed it. It's in. You feel like you got all the nuance? All the subplots? Oh. I, I will say this about Alf, is that there are very rarely subplots. Like, you yeah. know, I mean, there's, I think by the time Friends or something rolled around, there was traditionally, a, a, you know, like a two-line, maybe Seinfeld started this, you know, like a, a two-line thing for the sitcom. You had the main, and then you always had the, the second one. Yeah, and, the, the usually B, they intersect the B storyline, I think they call it. The B storyline, right? Yeah. And Alf, the, nothing. No, yep. None of this fancy no. bullshit. Alf's just straight down on the line. Mainland, yeah. yeah, like a... Just like a unpretentious, very simple, down home story, like yeah, your grandpappy might tell. Yeah, it's the late of, of Yeah, this is you know, it was it was churned in, in an oak barrel. Yeah, I think Garrison Keillor is also a puppet, so yeah, but just by coincidence. So this he's is just, uh, yeah, not he doesn't appear as a puppet, but he he is an actual puppet. He does a puppet voice. He's like, oh well, I'm down like Obergon. Does that sound like a puppet to you guys? It sounded like something. Usually with ALF jokes, they kind of like, they've got the setup and then they've got something which has the shape of a punchline but isn't funny and then the audience laughs. Yeah. And yeah. this one, like, the punchlines were actually, oh yeah, that was actually, you know, recognizable as a joke. Yeah. Yeah. I noted all the, the best zingers except for oh, when good. I wasn't paying attention. Uh, this, is, this is the fourth episode. It's called uh, Pennsylvania 65000. Which yep. I didn't understand. That's a really uh, good name for the episode. Uh, 6500 Pennsylvania Avenue is uh, the address for the White House. Right, but what about where did they get the thousand from? Was that a typo? I, uh, I'm not. Maybe that like that's that's a shortwave model radio uh, name. I'm, I'm gonna look it up. Not model radio. There is <laughs> shortwave radio name. There are wikis <laughs> here. I'm, I'm gonna investigate. You know, what would be the difference between like a model radio? And a real radio. A model radio. This is a broken radio. <laughs> yeah, this is just... Could be a radio. Yeah, it's just like, like a it's box. the shape of a radio with nothing inside. My, my ex-boss <laughs> has a story about this, actually, which is like huh. his boss, when he lived in New York, he got scammed, I think, more than once by these guys selling, like, boom boxes, because this was the 80s. Yeah. And they'd sell it to you, like, in this, like, a sealed container, so, you know, it looked like it was new or fresh off the back mm -hmm. of a truck, whatever, for, like, 40 bucks. You get and open it. And it wouldn't work. And if you opened it up, there's nothing inside. It was just a plastic casing with a brick in it. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty, pretty good. Okay, they they still run that scam. I would I would happen to know. Yeah, that would... except they do it with MacBooks. So yeah, oh, okay. well, yeah. they've gone a little. You know, yeah, yeah, it's like a it's a classic like Patsy, Patsy scam. What is it? What do you call yeah. that? Like a like a grift. Yeah, like, like a short, a short term grift. It right? really yeah. plays on your because you think you're doing something wrong. So you let your guard down because you perceive yourself to be benefiting from like this low life stealing something. Mm -hmm. So you feel like naughty, right? But little do you know, you are being naughtied. You you are being right? naughtied. He, I mean, the uh, the the grifter is is naughty, but you are being naughty where where you think you're actually being quite savvy and just sort of ah. stepping stepping out of line for just a second to you know just 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 a little little dalliance to, yeah. to benefit. 
but little do you know. Yeah. Okay, not to um, break too much away from the, the experience of cons and short grifts in New York, but apparently Pennsylvania 65000 is the name of a song by Jerry Gray and Carl Sigma. Oh, yeah. It's the phone number of the popular Hotel Pennsylvania in Manhattan. So it's kind of a pun. Yeah, that right? makes it's sense. It's an inexplicable pun reference to the song, I guess, because he's calling, so it's a phone. Yeah. It's not inexplicable because actually it's... All of the episodes of Elf are named after songs. You did mention that, but so we probably looking, should have figured to that. But I don't know what Looking for Lucky is. That was the last episode, and I thought that was well, kind of breaking the rule, because that doesn't I'll sound go, like I'll, I'll have a look. Well, I mean, if it is, it's like a weirdly named song. Looking for Lucky song. Looking for Luck is the fifth and thus far final studio album by Hootie and the Bluefish. Oh, I think but really? it was released in 2005. It predates Elf by 20 years. Yeah, that is depressingly. Um, so I, I can't find any other reference. So all I can think is that the Alpha Riders are actually time travelers. Yeah, it's possible that there was a, a less well-known version that the Hootie song pushed off the charts, you know? Yeah, that's possible. This episode was released in uh, October. Um, I had it. October 13th, 1986. Ronald Reagan was elected in 1984, or was it 1982? So they were already making um, Alzheimer's jokes about Reagan just two years into his... Well, no, he, really? was, he was elected in 80, I think, initially. Oh, right, right, right. This was, yeah. okay, this was his second time around. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm a little vague on it. He was elected in 80, because Bush... Because I, I knew he hung over, like, he hung out with Thatcher, so I thought he must have been, like, a late 70s, 80s kind of... Yeah, no, he was he was elected in 1980. So like right. this was he was in office already for for um for 6 years at this point. So he was, that makes a little he was sense. winding down, very kind of a lame duck president yeah. at this point, except for winning the Cold War. Do you do you think that they do you think that they kept like each other's portraits on their desk? Thatcher and Reagan. Yeah. Yeah, it's you know something to tie them over between the orgies. It, yeah, I mean I was thinking like um like Hitler and Henry Ford. Did the same thing. <laughs> just like soulmates, like yeah, like they're just ideological. Yeah, they're, they're real, yeah, real. You know, admi mutual admiration there. I think. Yeah, and Henry Ford was a head of state for the. Ford, oh no 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 no! no. That that doesn't matter. He was just you know a a notable figure in in history. It's probably like pretty powerful in Michigan. You know. Yeah, I, like I'm sure he had some like the king before. of Michigan. Yeah, right? oh, he definitely did. Yeah. <laughs> Probably you know, and, <laughs> and they are, in fact, all of them anti-Semites. Yeah. You heard it here first. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. That was the science of the time, so we, we have to figure it out. <laughs> you know, the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the, uh, this, uh, this episode had a strong no nukes theme, which was mm -hmm. popular in the 80s because of uh, the threat of nuclear annihilation looming for the last, uh, what, 20 years? 25 and uh, Reagan actually escalated the uh, the uh, the arms race, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Yep. I, I honestly don't know that much about Reagan's presidency. I see a bit of bell out on this. He had Alzheimer's for the whole thing. Well, that's that, yeah. yeah. Jelly that beans. probably didn't help anything. I Damn. mean, I, I like the fact that you know they weren't afraid to like basically directly reference that fact. I, 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 I did wait, wait, pause, pause. I haven't introduced anybody yet. Oh right, right. Okay, oh. wait. Wait, maybe. Okay. I'll, maybe I'll cut this back in. Because <laughs> I was looking, I was reading stuff about like podcasts. And I was like, one of the one of the criticisms of 
of podcasts that are like run by you know noobs and amateurs. Yeah. Not not this. Not like this, but like a different one. Uh, yeah. Is that they don't? You know, they don't. There's no proper introduction. You know, they just kind of dive in. Yeah. So, no, uh, I think we definitely need to. And I think I I think I said the name of the show right. Yes. All right. So, my name is Byron Hussey, host. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm joined by Nick Carey. Hello. Mm-hmm. And Tam. Yep. Tam here. And this is Alpha's back in pod form, episode four. Yep. Yes. Okay, good. How, Done. How Business. Yes. Taken care of. That's now, who we are. Well, that's what, what's happening. I, I think the other thing that I, I really liked about this episode is that it lent considerable weight to our, our pet theory about Alf actually just being much, much smarter than the rest of them. and just Right, because he was able to figure out how to do all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. And like, Willie inexplicably spent 10 years being building technology that has been around, you know, for <laughs> many decades before that. Oh. That's a, that's a hobbyist for you, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, his, it's his own sort of. I, I kind of don't want to diss on him because I haven't actually built a shortwave radio, yeah. so you know I'd have to do that before I like felt I could lord it over him. But yeah. it does seem like an exceptionally long time yeah, but, for what is essentially you know, a well understood. That's like saying like, why homebrew when you can buy Miller Lite, you know? No, no, I think it sounds preposterous, doesn't it? No, no, I, I think yeah, but if it took you, you know, twenty years to homebrew a pint of beer, it, it might be. I'm not criticizing his sweeter. ambition. I'm criticizing his intelligence. Like, I just think <laughs> yeah. that hard to build a shortwave radio. Well, you know, maybe in 2015, you can go to any well, yeah, corner now I can store buy a kit, but... where that has all of the, the, the transistors and transponders and yeah. all the, the gizmos and doodads. <laughs> but Willie, yeah, yeah. he had to go to under the, the radio shack and then buy that, those pieces one at a time yeah. for $2,500 each. The, the blueprints have existed for many, many decades. Like he's not yeah. having to invent the concept. That's true. Right. This is this is a sidebar, but the point is that Alf is smarter than Willie. I agree. Now hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm continuing to explore the angle that Willie is is himself an alien. Right. Okay. Um, so you think he did have to invent the concept? He loses the point. In this yeah, episode. I think I think he did. What I'm what I'm saying is it took him ten years to build because I think he he just he needed something to occupy himself that wasn't his. Um, now I'm thinking sort of um, cybernetic family. Right. Built, I, I think they're living inside of his uh, his sort of crashed uh, space. It's like an, an insane theory, though, because basically you're saying he was able to build a family faster than it took him to build a, a radio. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's, I'm saying it's like it's like an it's like a meditative artisanal thing for him yeah. to do to build that radio. Like so, it's like hand carving a like boat. That. Like yeah, a, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's he like probably taking, extruded the wires from some orifice. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He would, he would have, he would have extruded like all the wires himself. You know, um, uh, covered them in rubber himself, um, all that sort of thing. Whereas, you know, he could have pressed a button on his ship, on his, on his house ship. Right. Maybe. This yeah. actually does make a lot more sense. Just yeah, because like, no, yeah, if, you, if you have to craft, no. you know, every single bit of, of sort of small electronics well, out of guys, base materials, this so is, this it is will is probably take ten years. Rank. Fan fiction. This is fan fiction. I, I think no. I think he's trying to let Alf know that that's what the situation. Like he's this is the, he's trying to drop subtle clues that he listen. I too am an alien because because he won't. He would want Alf to investigate this curious fact that it's. And Alf would say, "Well, wait, hold on. Willie's not an idiot. How?" I'm, 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 I'm skeptical. Right. I, I think you know Occam's razor. Willie is an idiot. 
It's just my personal opinion. I, you know, maybe, but I, I wanna, I wanna have more faith in him. I, I think he's an alien. Well, like, uh, like... well, you could take it a step further and just say that maybe it's commentary on the alienness of all of us, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it could no? be commentary, but let's not get, let's not get too sophisticated here. So, um, the, no the, the episode this is, gets going here with uh, the elf been on the phone a lot, and that's a problem. The problem for Lan, who has a boyfriend named Lash, which yeah. is weird. Yeah, well, I just like, say that, that is a weird name. Yes. Anybody, well, especially it was, it was like an '80s trope that teenage girls always had, like a, a like a like a faux punk tough guy boyfriend. But Lash. Uh, so that was just sort of. This like, sounds more like a sort of dominatrix name. No, for like dude, kind of you're not. See, this is the thing. S&M. This is that. No, that's a perfect sort of multi-ethnic '80s gang name. It's a terrible name. Dance gang. Yeah, maybe for a dance gang. All right, I'll, I'll give you this one. This is this is more like if they were the town in. He's like um, a double dragon character, like, you know, like he swings a chain, he lashes you with the chain. Tim, what did you have to say about lashes? I, I feel like you had something to say, and I think this is part of this is like a culture shock thing where Nick isn't doesn't really understand our 80s, our, our, our United States of America 80s gangs very well. Well, Tam, as, as a person who was existing in the 80s in the U.S. Yeah. I, I actually did not exist in the 80s. Yeah, I, but, I existed at the, I, not within living memory. Um, I, I was born in 1989. So. Oh, okay. Well, you, yeah. Okay. You probably don't count then either. Did you ever see Crocodile Dundee 2? Uh, yes, I did. I don't remember it, but there was probably like a gang in that. So. Yeah, there there was a game. This I think two is, is that the Noif, or is, no, that's, no, that's the first that's one. one. Two, that's I one. think they went back to Australia. So oh, okay, that was two. Yeah, so yes, I have seen various two. levels. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So we we're, we're, so. We were discussing Lynn's boyfriend called Lash, who she like. Yeah. She, I mean, the, the premise is that she wants to call Lash and she can't because Alf is constantly calling up phone lines. So this is one of the things about teenage girls is that they they like the phone. Yeah, they like being in communication. Yeah. And it, it actually made me nostalgic for the days pre um, pre mobile phone. Right. Well, they, they, when, when these guys were, like they don't the, even have call yeah. waiting. Yeah, the, the much treasured you know second line because I remember yeah. that being a status symbol of, of certain friends like their parents had put two lines in so they didn't have yeah. to get off the phone. Like, and Willie's that was actually like, a really big deal. Willie's like really like we'll look into it. Like yeah. clearly he would benefit from it too. He was trying to call to say he'd be late and he couldn't. Well, yeah, like everyone would benefit. I mean, you know, probably they would benefit from kicking Alf out of the house. But... Right. Well, there was a funny joke because like he was gonna say Lynn was saying that her friend. Ha- had two lines and they didn't even right. have an alien okay. and it was like yeah. do they want one that was actually a, a really yeah. fun slide I, yeah. I kind of yeah. <laughs> it's good um tam did you have anything more to say about lash did, did, I, I did not have anything more to say about oh. lash i was saying like this this uh, you're like winding up yeah that, that was that was that was a good zinger that was a, i did agree, i do agree that that was a good good little zinger there <laughs> in fact i was going to mention it but uh, this one else I got just, to it. I stepped all over it i just grabbed yeah. it for myself yeah. Well, there's another good line in the immediately, what's the word for, another word for, like, the scene after? Proximate? No. Yeah, I guess Su- so. <laughs> the immediately proximate scene? Succeeding? Succeeding, yeah. Yeah. Like, su- you can't, like, success, like, the successful scene. 
So is, yeah, the next we, in the sequence. So will it? So so the premise here is that they, you know, Alpha's on the phone too much. He calls. I think it's supposed to be Larry King, and he's. Oh, he's doing, right. I wasn't like, sure who he was calling. It was clearly some kind of like talk show. I think it was a Larry King inspired talk yeah. show, and he had Sammy Davis Jr. on along with um, some else. expert. Yeah. I don't remember who it was. Yeah, it's, it's a battery cap. Does it does does it really matter? I mean, it does people want to know this shit? Do they? Nick, who was it other than Sammy Davis Jr.? I honestly wasn't paying attention. Well, it, no well, that was a little bit of casual anti-Semitism there too, because um, Alpha's like Shalom. Like, it's funny that he's Jewish. Like, it's funny to be Jewish. Oh no, I think it's there's a running sort of anti-Semitic. Uh, and just sort of a racist, racist. thing there in, yeah. in, in American culture where, oh, it's weird that he's he's a black guy yeah. he's a Jew. It's worth yeah. pointing out. Yeah. Right, it's okay. so wacky. Like, it was deliberately drawing attention. And it's like, yeah. yeah. And you have to kind of wink at it because everybody knows he, he can't really be Jewish. Yeah, he can't really be No, Jewish. not really. Come on. It was like, Alpha's like, quote, unquote, shalom, you're right. Like, yeah. Yeah, and, that Shalom was dripping with sarcasm. Yeah, it was gross. Yeah, I, which, which just reminds me of like the the lost tribe of Israel in Kenya. Um, yeah, it, it reminded me of that too. Is this real or is this? This is something that is genuinely believed by a, a bunch of people. It sounds like it's going. And, like, um, maybe like I think Ethiopia actually. This is going to be problematic. It could be because I don't remember anything about it. I'd have to like read up on uh, it. Slam on, let's slam the brakes. Slamming yeah. the brakes on. So we get, so we, we establish very heavily that the premise of this episode said Alf uh, can't use the phone or something. So Willie takes Alf into the garage to have like a talk with him, which is a little, you know, a little creepy. Like, we take yeah. you behind, behind the garage. Uh, and um, he, <laughs> he's got Chinese food back there. Yeah. Right? Yeah, you bring. <laughs> He brings some takeout. There's <laughs> another funny line, right? I, I won't step yeah. on this one. What was it, Tim? Do you, do you remember? No, I sure don't, but you just laid it out for me to <laughs> fail there, too. Really just <laughs> leading me around by the nose. Uh, <laughs> taking Willie. shit away from me and also just tipping me into a manhole. Uh, Thank you. Willie was like, uh, you know, it's like this is twice cooked pork. And I was like, oh, it looks like twice eaten pork. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, good line. And then there's another scene where um, Alf is asking for tools, and uh, there was another episode where they were in the garage and Willie was asking for tools. So I thought it was a good callback to that. Uh, I don't know if you guys yeah, watched that yeah. one. It's first one. I don't know why they would do that. Why would why they would think anyone watching their show would be would think that? <laughs> I was like a good like thematic. What do you call that? Like an arc. Yeah. Like a Though again, I mean, <laughs> I think we might be the first people to have discovered that. It might just be like a cliched scenario that happens within a garage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't think it was intentional. Basically, I don't think that 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 sort of mirror. Um, yeah. Was was was. It's like yeah. one of these happy accidents that the writers seem to like stumble across without even noticing that they have done so. Yeah. So um, uh, Willie gives Alf a hard time for using the radio, and then uh, by the end acquiesces to him using the radio. I, I mean, in yeah. lieu of uh, the toothbrush. Yeah, which seemed like an odd trade to me. Yeah, 
And he's like, I'll buy you a toothbrush. But, like, why didn't he have a toothbrush before? Yeah, like, what what, what yeah. was he supposed to be doing? Like, yeah. I mean, if I didn't have a toothbrush and I wasn't allowed out of the house to get one, I would probably use someone else's as well. Yeah, I mean, he's a prisoner. Gross to not brush your teeth. So this is another just human rights violation. Yeah. Uh, Geneva Convention violation. Oh, that, well, they don't, they don't have to worry about that, do they? Yeah, because he's not human, but... Yeah, he's not fully human. Mm. You bet. Yeah, I don't think the Geneva Convention covers alien life forms at all. Right, but it should, because really, which was... We're well, we should start a petition, but in the sentient. meantime... Yeah, add language to protect all sapient life forms. Right, yeah. and, and like dolphins, too, throw those in, you know... They're... Yeah, the Geneva Convention should definitely cover dolphins. Yeah. I mean, who have been used in warfare, so... Yeah, true veteran dolphins. Those are my favorite. Yeah. Patriotic, good patriotic dolphins. <laughs> patriotic dolphins. So, um, there's a, so Alf decides to call the president. I forget why. Oh, they start he talking. Wants to talk to him about the nukes. Right. Yeah, he the nuke wants... theme. yeah. Cause so he gets on the nuke thing and he's like, this is like the eighties and we're still in the cold war. So it's like a big deal. And it's still technically still a big deal, right? Like we could still be annihilated by nuclear weapons. Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. But like we it's don't just, think about yeah. it as much anymore. I think it's more, it's not so much that that threat has gone away is that we've just discovered new ones that have right. usurped an urgency. Well, there is less, less of a day-to-day tactic of the, 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 the primary world, you know, powers. I mean, in the U S we, we could do it, you know, no problem. Like we, but yeah, I, I feel to, like, yeah, you know, that's, that's what makes us good people. But we're not killing the ability to, you know, is it, does it make us good people or does it just make us like normal? Cause we, I, I think that if, um, to, to use a metaphor that was used before is it, you know, we're not in prison is basically how I see that. I, it's not, that's not exceptional. I think it's just, that's just the normal course of events. You shouldn't, you shouldn't call yourself good just cause you're not in prison. Yeah. I was, I mean, I was being maybe a little, well, I mean, you, you guys have used nukes offensively. Yeah, so this isn't actually even a moral stance you can really take. No, 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 it isn't. We have, we, but it only once, and it was, you know, wildly effective. So you would think, no, I mean, have, you know, we it, it was twice, it. and it was. And it well, was, I mean, I, I was counting those two times as one sort of main <laughs> one time. incident. <laughs> one incident. Yeah. I think I'm the, sure people the people of and the people of Nagasaki, the people of Nagasaki, probably a minor would agree incident. with me. They'd be like. Yeah, we have solidarity with our with our brothers and sisters in, in here. So, so I mean, you know, in, in reference to, is like, my is my indie band. <laughs> yeah, in, in not at all like this is obviously in no way offensive to genuine survivors of nuclear holocaust, but Alf is apparently a survivor of nuclear right. holocaust. Yeah, yeah, exactly, and, and and also like obviously no elderly Japanese people are going to listen to this because like almost okay, no er- elderly, you know. Um, people that I know are going to listen to this or, you know, Americans or well, even, I'll, I'll remind, I'll remember not to plug it on any. Or, or even compatriots really are going <laughs> to listen to it, you know, or I, I, th- I think that elderly Japanese people have a, a level of dignity that would prevent them from even cl- coming close to ever experiencing what we're making right now. Yeah. Well, you know, I positive generalizations are still, still generalizations. Yeah. Are they still generalizations? Yeah. This was, yeah, you know, so you should just, just like not. Just a small part of. I mean, I might have started a, it. It might. It might be my fault. Yeah. Okay. I think I, it is. I think. I think. The more we shift blame onto you right now, the better for me. So. I forgive the Japanese for Pearl Harbor. Pearl Harbor. <laughs> so that's, that's my olive branch. Oh wow! We just keeping that train on track for right. a couple of wobbles, and then we just veered right into a gorge. Well. 
I I'm still waiting for my apology for the uh, the comfort women. From the comfort women. For four, no four, four of the comfort women, and it affects all of us, not just the Koreans. It's a human problem. It's a human problem. Oh Jesus! All right, back back to Alf. Um, we're going to hell. Uh, no. You know what? I'm sad that there's not a hell for us to go to, actually. So Alf call, actually manages to call Air Force One, and there's this, like, uh, Abbott and Costello routine that happens, which is, like, almost not worth remarking on between, like, I don't even know if it's, like, a assistant to the president and then the assistant yeah, to the assistant to the president. Yeah, they seem to be like, because they're basically manning the switchboard, but right. they seem to have a direct line to the president. So I guess yeah. they're Mrs. Lanning. Like, if we're going to a West Wing reference, these two guys collectively make up Mrs. Lanning. Yeah, I never watched the West. So also, you really got to watch that show. At least the first yeah. series. Yeah, I feel like I, I, they, they, yeah. You know, you they're, they're, they are far short of Mrs. Lanning and Lisby. Oh yeah, she was much better. Yeah, I mean, even they. Yeah, I mean, if I, you know, the thing about um, West Wing is, is, I just feel like it's sort of like it stays past. You know, like it's, oh yeah, like it, it was timely in the late '90s, early 2000s, I, and yeah, now it feels incredibly dated. Like you're yeah. watching this, and it's. It's almost 50 ro- 50s style rose colored glasses of the era. Right. Um, but that's it. You know, there's some good points. And it, really, I feel it like was Aaron. my primary method of learning about American politics. Was, Aaron, right? was it a Sorkin? Yeah. 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 It's, it's like very Sorkin esque. Every, everything Sorkin does is sort of like this sort of hindsight wisdom where he's sort of like. In, he, you know, he's got a position and he reinforces the position by creating the events through which. His point yeah. of view can be interpreted. Yeah, it, it's also it, it's also man. a very, I guess, not really optimistic, but it lacks cynicism in certain ways. In in ways that you know, it sort of inherently buys into like some rather problematic paradigms I think, about um, American society. I think actually, what I've heard is that the show Veep is a, a much more accurate representation. I've I've never watched that. Oh. That's the one with Julia Louise Dreyfus. Yeah. Yes. Louis Dreyfus and that, and uh, the reason for that is because that's Armando Iannucci writing that again, who uh, wrote um, The Thick of It. Ah. Created The Thick of It. Well, so. that, that actually makes me want to watch it a lot more. Yeah. I, like yeah, I, I, I found that out, um, I think, two days ago while, while I began watching The Thick of It. And um, yeah, Armando Iannucci, anything he's involved in, I will, I will take a gander at. I, I don't know what The Thick of It is, but... I'm... Uh, it, it's a, it's a show like about it. British politics. Yeah, it's, it is, uh, yeah. And he's involved in like Veep it. somehow. It, it's Peter Capaldi. It's British politics, very cynical. Yeah. Okay. Incredibly, incredibly cynical. Like, no actual policymaking gets done. I'll do it. And, I'm, I'm in. And I'm, they're not a, 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 it's, it's really not even... Wait, he's Doctor no. Who, right? Now he is, yeah. Peter, now he Peter is. Capaldi, yeah. Okay. This is, this is prior. Got it. I'm in. Yeah. I'm convinced. So, so back to the terrible switchboard operators. Yes. Yeah, like, so, and to um, be fair, like Alf, like de- almost deliberately makes a hash of of saying what he's going to say. Like, you know, he leads into it in the, in the most confusing way possible, which I have to assume is deliberate. Oh, yeah. it's interesting. They said the first uh, line is one of these guys is like, kind of a joke about being non-gender specific when answering the phone, like, sir or madam, whichever is appropriate. Like, it's. It's yeah, big yeah as, joke as the he, case may be. Yeah, as the case may be. Like, what's up with that? Why is that funny? Uh, well. maybe, maybe it was funny in the 80s. I don't know. Maybe we're missing some yeah, kind he, of it's, cultural it's framework for this. 80s, 80s also had that anti-PC sort of attitude. Yeah, like it's so uh, pedantic to not... Yeah. Hello, sir. Only a man could be calling the president. Well, yeah. 
Mr. Doctor. I think yes, now sir. they just say, you know, good evening or whatever. Yeah, like hello. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gentlemen. It's a very easy way to solve it. Just say hello. Hello. Not, not ahoy hoy. Mr. Ahoy hoy. Yeah. You it's are what a man. Would have wanted, I expect that you are male. Let's talk. Start now. That's right. how I, I hope to hear a deep, booming, masculine voice. Go. Yep. Um, you are call. You are seeking my attention on the electric telephone. Yeah. Therefore. Yeah, uh, so, so basically, Alf is trying to get through to the president. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a whole, this whole, scene, this whole scene's really boring. It sucks. He's a, so the guy, they, he gets through these guys. It's like, it's, really, it's like he's, he talks to, what's his name, Hogarth? I didn't pay attention. Defoe. I think it's Defoe. Defoe he talks uh, to. Hog, yeah, Hogarth is the dude answering the phones and tracing the calls. And then uh, Defoe is the useless idiot playing solitaire uh, yeah. and then making decisions. Yeah, and Hogarth He's is a, the one that's like getting shit done. And yeah. Defoe it, is sort of. He's like uh, just a middleman. It's all pomp and circumstance and no substance. You know, he's like. Yeah. Um, he's the kind of guy that or the real Ronald Reagan probably, you know, wouldn't have suffered gladly, you know. I think in his declining years, I, I don't think he would have given a shit. Yeah. He probably yeah, like may, maybe he wouldn't have suffered him in 1980. Like, he would be on his ear. Right. Um, so, so uh, Alf starts talking about bombs, and they're like, oh, it was a threat. Okay, go arrest Willie Tanner, because, like, they, you know, they were able to trace it. And they bust Willie. They just send the Popo FBI. Yeah. They, they seize him. Yeah, um, they do see some two well, very well-dressed FBI agents coming. Interesting procedural point here. Uh, I don't know this much about your law enforcement, but they seem to have put him in the local jail. Yeah, I know. This is yeah. the county jail. Yeah, that's what the you do. county jail, which, which for the FBI seems... So that, I mean, this is, you got to remember, this is pre-9-11. You know what I mean? Like, oh, okay. So, so dangerous they terrorists... They don't have secret detention centers. Yeah. I mean, we, we, we weren't use, using Guantanamo Bay you know, for this kind of thing quite yet. Yeah, right. there, there weren't there weren't black I guess I just assumed that they would sort of take him to some kind of central FBI headquarters and keep him there yeah. rather than uh, just honestly, look. it's funny because this is probably more realistic than what they would do in like a modern procedural drama. Right. Like they would take right. him to this like giant center with like glass. Yeah, it's like no, we're not like... going to drive him for eight hours to like our central. <laughs> yeah, they, they're just going to take him to the local jail. Yeah. Stick him somewhere. Actually just makes sense. For like forty hours yeah. without a lawyer. It, and it seemed like there were no other prisoners or inmates at, at that. Well, I mean, given like they're, the they're, they're in white bread suburbia, I don't know where they are. Somewhere like yeah. really boring. They're in California. California, yeah. like maybe you know that didn't strike me as being too improbable. I, I don't know how long he was there for, but it's like the afternoon on yeah. a Saturday. Well, I mean, I'm saying I'm not saying that's improbable. I'm just saying yeah. that that would be just a great place to keep him because there's no one at the jail. Oh right, yeah, right, yeah. Sure. And like like I I don't know if he asked for a lawyer, but he didn't he didn't have one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 they're talking about a lawyer because his his wife uh, went and got a lawyer, right? Did she? Or was what she was talking. The reason she had to leave the conversation that um, uh, now you know, would they tell the lawyer about Elf if it got to like you know? Well, I I wasn't really paying that much attention during this part, but I think that the impression I got was that that Lynn and and Willie were trying to get their stories straight. Right. You know, pre-lawyer. You'd think they would just like admit it at least to the lawyer. I mean, there's a attorney-client privilege. He's not going to blab about the alien, right? Uh, he might. I'd know? like to see this know. episode where they loop in the attorney. Also, I think, yeah, we, yeah. I mean, that would have been interesting, but Willie also appeared to be afraid of looking crazy. This, this should have been a two-parter, 
And the whole second episode should have been like a, a, a courtroom drama. Absolutely. It would have been great. I think they've definitely dropped the ball on this one. It could have really stretched the boundaries of television. Yeah. So uh, one, of the, one of the FBI agents was uh, Misak, Misak Taylor, who was in mm-hmm. Designing Women. Um, talented actor, dead. There ah. we go. There's our quota. Yeah, he yeah. died. Um, Bring out your oh, dead. Oh, oh, um, terminally ill and extremely weak. He never left. Flew to his children in Indiana. I'm starting this in the middle. I think. Uh, bu- 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 bu. Man, it doesn't say. I don't know. Somebody. Uh, fun fact: Harry Shearer played the president's voice later in the episode. Really? Really? Yep. That's actually pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, I can't figure out how Misak, Mishak, Mishak. Is it Mishak? Mishak? Not sure. Mish Taylor. I can't figure out how he died. Just like Google it. This is important. This is the important stuff. This is with the real meat and potatoes of the podcast. Yeah. How, how people the grizzly. Die. Oh, here it is. First result, cause of death. Colon cancer. Okay. <laughs> That's <laughs> great. That's what my father died of. That's great. Very very uplifting. Yeah. So, okay. That's, that's a note we wanted to hear. Okay. okay. <laughs> well, let's keep let's keep try to keep it funny, guys. Because <laughs> great, great, a great place now. So, just gonna snap. Uh, well, I mean, you'll you'd be happy to know that Richard Sanders is still alive. Yeah, nobody else was dead. Um, yeah. I couldn't figure out like when in, in, when when anyone else was born though like they they were like not even well, one of them was off. born in 1940 that was the guy i just looked up arthur rosenberg has a mini imdb and i'm entirely sure he is still alive yeah that's the one i couldn't figure out yeah because he's got very little yeah the other one didn't have much going on of note so yeah. i just sort of glossed over it harry shearer obviously is still alive yeah but yeah. he recently almost quit the simpsons didn't he that's what he did quit he but... did yeah. but they got him back Oh, okay. Well, they probably a... paid him some money. And that would be as good as him dying, in my opinion. Because that would be like... Because, <laughs> like, I mean, like, now he's... You can hear him as, like, all these different characters, and they would just go away, right? So, for our experience of him... Right. We all watch so, The Simpsons every so if, week yeah. in and week so, out, every new episode, first in, first in line. So, I mean, if bad for you is equivalent to sad, then good, I assume, is happy, too. No, you're oversimplifying. Okay. I, I have a very complex range of, of emotional experience. Um, mm. Good can be um, happy or pleasurable. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's as good as him dying. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so other stuff happens. I wrote this down. Uh, I just wrote, so wrote other stuff happens. <laughs> was messing with audio. Well, I think what most, most of what happens is that Alf continues to watch television and bitch on the phone to people until Lynn sort of guilts him into trying to fix his fuck up. Like, he seems perfectly happy right. that Willie's going to sit yeah. in jail. Yeah, it's funny to him. Yeah. So, yeah, so basically Alf comes up with this pretty clever plan to frame Brian for the Yeah, crime. now they were, like, this is another pre-9-11 thing where, they, you know, he was, they were basically counting on the fact that the FBI... We'd basically, oh, as a child, well, never yeah, mind that. And I did shrug. like, there was like a, another good line relating to that. But yeah, I don't know if that would fly nowadays. Yeah, like, well, I, I, guess, uh, I guess we don't have to do anything else because it was a kid. That's the end of this. But then, well, 
then later it turned out that Brian got like a medal from uh, Reagan. He got, he got a plaque. Which yeah, I can only plaque. assume was another symptom of, of Reagan's Alzheimer's. Yeah. Like he probably barely remembered the conversation on the phone. He just like scrolled some notes. Like, plaque. That was fire. Yeah. It's like crusted with jelly beans and uh, monkey hair from, you know, Bedtime for Bonzo. It's a movie Ronald Reagan did. Right. I think it was mentioned in the episode. It was actually because yeah. uh, had Alf kind of blow something up. Yeah, it was bombs. Bombs. So bombs and Reagan hurt. Bombs. So this, this guy is such an idiot. He's like the president of the United States during the Cold War, and he he, he hears bombs as Bonzo. But again, like I, I took this as an Alzheimer's joke. Yeah, I mean it's it's interesting though because like yeah, I, I, feel, I feel like if people were really into Reagan, and it it sounds like they you know kind of did make fun of him a lot. Yeah, I, I think he was pretty soundly mocked in this episode. Yeah. But this yeah. is well into his second term, and as you pointed out, like maybe if it had been made in 1982, things would have been. Yeah, I mean, I mostly re just remember like a cartoon character version of Ronald Reagan. You know, like I think I've only seen around. cartoon character version on The Simpsons. Yeah, well, where he was pretty soundly mocked, as I recall. I feel like they were pretty easy on. on I think they were Reagan. pretty easy on him, given given who he is and what he did, but. Yeah. Yeah, you know, they're, they're sort of lighthearted, really. He did call Nancy mommy, but he did that in real life, so that's not even <laughs> like a joke. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, it's gross. Ugh. It's like he has intercourse with his mommy, like literally. That's that's really disgusting. What? Like, I mean, even it's more even, disgusting uh, than the Thatcher orgies. Or <laughs> I mean, like just the very fact that they that they had intercourse is that the disgusting thing, or that it. Because like no, the, the, there was some kind of weird parental fantasy going on. Yeah. Well, to, during to be fair, like, Ronald Reagan out of their sex play. At the time, I'm sure Ronald Reagan's mother had been dead for like 40 years. You know. So that makes like, it even weirder. I mean, that's some kind of like. <laughs> like he's he's not like he's gonna get the shovel, and, <laughs> you know. Uh, Tam, do you have any feelings or thoughts on this, um, uh, on this topic? I, I was, you know, I was trying to think whether or not I did, and I found out that I don't have any feelings or thoughts about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you have no thoughts about Ronald Reagan's sex life? Uh, no, I have, you know, more. I'm just trying to expunge that from my mind. I can't do anything about what he did, so. Yeah. Really, I feel like I just that tragedy takes up too much uh, emotional energy every time I have to think about it. So uh, Brian gets a plaque, and then and the plaque is like, I'm also, dear Alf Brian, I'm also interested in world peace. Yeah. And it's like, I like that. That's what the line was on, on Reagan. Like, he's, he saved the world. He brought about the, the world peace. You know, it's like, I don't know. I don't, does he, does he, have, have we decided that he deserves that credit in hindsight? No. Yeah, I, I don't think so. Oh, I mean, not even close. So. Like the escalation. I, the opposite. Of, the opposite, if anything. <laughs> if anything. So. I, I, I think it's like a kind of tradition in like, and this is probably because it's family right. oriented. It's like not to rip into a sitting president too right. hard. Like you sort kind of accept them as like doing the best they can or yeah. whatever. Yeah, and like sort of like now in most shows they don't talk about how like Obama's from Kenya, and like <laughs> it's like Muslim internment camps and like. Glossing over these <laughs> yeah, we'll truth or facts, because yeah. <laughs> like, that's pretty well known among the you know the uh, the, the literati here. Yeah. Tam, <laughs> um, do you have any feel strong feelings about Obama? Uh, why he hasn't shown his birth certificate yet? Like, 
what's what does he have to hide? You know, why not just you know, why not just share it? I think you know? I think that what he has to hide <laughs> is the illegitimacy of his entire presidency. So I think he's, yeah. he's fairly invested in this thing. Good right point. Now. That's very yeah. erudite. Yeah. Yeah. Do it's you, very irradiated. Yeah. Do you yeah. write for uh, Breitbart.com? I don't write for Breitbart.com. I write for the Daily Mail. Uh, yeah. That's it. And this is the, 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 American, um, the American division of the, of the, uh, of, of the Daily Mail. Yeah, you, that would so, be a sweet gig. Yeah. Um, yeah we, we, we make our, um, our cousins in, in the U.K. Uh, look like a bunch of goddamn commies. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, it's, you know, it's like he's, this guy was playing golf when Benghazi was, burnt, you know, burning down. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. It's messed up. Yeah. He's, uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. I mean, obviously Barack Obama's uh, presidency was completely illegitimate. He shouldn't have been elected in the first place because he was not eligible. Yeah. You know. Come on. I, have, I, here. Uh, I, mean, I can't keep it up. Nick Jesus Christ. totally agree okay. with this. <laughs> I was waiting to see how long it would take time to crack. God damn it, I fucking hate the guy that I was playing just Ugh. It's the one that just acts so calm about it. It's like, well, this is a completely reasonable mm. position. I, uh, yeah. That's the sound I that's the sound I make when I start expunging. Yeah. That's uh, tough. It's tough. So yeah. You've made Tam viscerally reject his own organs. Yeah, pretty much they, you know, like us ripping off Stephen Colbert a little bit. Like, me, so if, if you if you guys like to continue with the podcast, I'm going to proceed yeah. with sewing these back in. The thing is, yeah. like, basically the Stephen Colbert sh shtick too. So it wasn't even original. <laughs> like, ah, oh, I'm conservative. I'm getting like, straight face pretending to be a rancid Republican. That's what I believe. So uh, 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 Willie at the end is like encroaching on Alf's space, like he's pissed because. He was publicly publicly humiliated. It looks like he's gonna like just beat Alf with a hose or something. Yeah, I, I mean, I I think he probably was like just. I mean, we've talked before about the sheer rage that is Willie Tanner. Yeah, yeah. which carried over. It was it was not it, weirdly enough. It was not actually on display that much in this episode. No. Like it seems like like the minor inconveniences of life with Alf like just get him on edge. Whereas you know, actually having himself thrown in jail is like, oh well. Yeah, you know this is this is these what things happen. Yeah. yeah, and Kate was pretty chill too. She was like, I don't yeah, mind. Yeah, she was really calm about. She was totally things. fine with Alf being on the phone because it keeps him from doing other bad stuff. Uh, that was pretty chill. Yeah, like she seems she's like she's coming around on the whole Alf thing. Like she was very against you know him just yeah. in general. Yeah. So and, and now she's like, well, he's he's here, I guess. Yeah, and I thought it was funny too that she walked in at the end. Um, and the dude, uh, Mishak uh, Taylor, was like, "Did you change your hair?" And I just thought they were kind of making a dig about how old yeah. her hair is. Yeah, <laughs> she never like, changed her hair. <laughs> of course not. <laughs> I wouldn't do this on purpose, Mishak. This is. Yeah, this... <laughs> I woke up like this three days ago. <laughs> I, 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 I woke since. up like this. <laughs> Come on, you're like you're in my house, man. <laughs> this is what I look like behind closed doors. Yeah. Um. So at the very end, we we close out with Alf, with Alf calls. I think uh, the the talk show again, and the guests are Momar Gaddafi and Charo. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, do you guys have any feelings about uh, either of those those characters? Uh, 
Muammar Gaddafi, no, no feelings at all there. And uh, Charo, well, I mean, there's just too much to 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 even begin um, to fit into this format. So. Charo, I I never really related to Charo as a reference because I didn't ever see anything she was in. So it was always one of those like, oh, I, I don't actually know who Charo is. I'm just yeah, realized. she was like a was... like a Spanish kind of weird. Yeah. She, like, but, but having having she had, like something a... like a hoochie coochie dance or something like that. I don't know. But but she... having like a Libyan autocrat, um, you were totally fine with. Well, the thing, the funniest thing I know about Muammar Gaddafi is yeah. that he had a, like a secret binder full of pictures of Condoleezza Rice. Really? Yeah, he was like, Amazing. he was obsessed with her. Like he was totally, and like I think he actually like flew her, uh, to Libya to like woo her or something. That is some pretty good trivia. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm mostly familiar with him as a man of very strange hats. But... I think he like called her his like African princess or something like that. I might be. I hope I'm not making that up because if I am, it's probably racist. But like, if well, it's I'm, true. I'm, I'm not picky a... now because yeah. I'm, I'm curious. <laughs> well, if, you know, if you, could you just corroborate it, even if it's a lie? Just so. Like, wait, wait, wait. We're talking about Condoleezza Rice here. Yeah, yeah but like I feel like I'm quoting Muammar Gaddafi, so it's not racist. But like, if I'm not, then it probably is. So oh, this is like I'm on the edge of my seat here. Like, I, I don't know if it, well, this um, might be the big his, reveal. His wiki page doesn't mention rice at all, but I should say. You know, <laughs> so, I mean, think, it's open. so the whole thing, I just made up the whole thing. <laughs> I'm just what you're saying. And that's yeah. that's probably like. No, I'm more. saying, that, you know, fun, the that's a show. Is, it's like, from something. Hold on. <laughs> here we go. Hilar horrendously creepy details about Gaddafi's Condoleezza Rice obsession. There you go. I found a whole article about it. Does it say Except something about African princess? Uh, I'll have to read the article, but... Uh... It sounds like something he'd say. Oh, yeah, it's not... <laughs> Ask visitors why his African princess wouldn't visit him. Thank you. I'm not a racist, officially. I mean, I benefit <laughs> from a racist system, and I admit that. And yeah. I, I am aware enough... Because your your mind didn't, like, invent some anecdote fully formed about calling rice... <laughs> like, An African princess, yeah. I, I, I would feel really uncomfortable if I, that my brain manufactured that fact, but... Yeah. Having now been exonerated, I feel just like a very smart guy. Like a clever, yeah. Like a clever. Apparently he had a song written for her called Black Flower in the White House. <laughs> That's, that would be really oh, racist God. too if, if we made it up, but it's true, so it's not. <laughs> I like this article. It's a Vanity Fair article. Yes, Lisa, Lisa, Lisa. I love her very much, he told Al Jazeera, like some kind of despotic Nabokov. <laughs> <laughs> Well, he's not a pedophile. <laughs> a great. Yeah, thing. she's she's. I yeah, she's in at the time. I think she was. Consent. Yeah. Between she's forty and age, forty-five and fifty-five. She's a uh, classically trained pianist too. She is. She's supposed yeah. to be very good. Yeah, you know, she's 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 a brilliant woman. She sort of got sucked into the uh, the uh, Bush uh, quagmire. Oh, you, you, you know, bit. you're an apologist for rice. Yeah, she I'm was, a little bit. Was like yeah. independently capable oh, of being hard. I don't. Th I feel like she was sort of a product of the machine that she was. Cause like, I mean, you know, she's she's a, a, a power, a woman of color, a, she's very well, she, accomplished. She chose very, to serve in a Republican president. Yeah, but yeah. still, I mean, it's like she she had a limited array of options before her, and it's like, what was she gonna do? She was gonna rebel. Like, I mean, come on, she had the she she was she thought she was serving her country. Well, so, we should probably save this for the Come to the Rights podcast. Well, this this is now it. This is gonna be. <laughs> do you guys have another hour? <laughs> It's going to be kind of. I, I, I don't know if I have an hour's worth of convoluted. It's not going to be very well re researched, but it's it's going to be good. <laughs> we, you, should, if, we should watch like a sitcom length 
version of like Condoleezza Rice excapades. Tam, do you do a Condoleezza, Condoleezza Rice uh, voice? I know you. I don't you're know like why you think I would. Um, you do like like voices sometimes, so like. I, the, I do like do your broadcasting voice. There. No, no, I don't do a Condoleezza Rice voice. Condi. Nick, you're a. No, Condi is a, a Condi is outside my range. You you presumably could do a Condi if you tried hard enough. Um, no, I'm, sure. Nick Nick I'm is a, ears a, to that sure. No, but Nick Maybe. Nick could easily because she's a woman. Because yeah. she's got the oh, right. no, notoriously all, good at accents. Yeah. All, well, it's, it's no, it's more that Byron is implying that all women sound alike. No, oh, but well, that's probably like, him. They do because he's an inveterate. It's not. Chauvinist. It's not that. It's just the, what what range of um what's the word like pitch? What the the yeah tom, tombra pitch? Yeah, yeah. The tremolo. The tremolo. Yeah, <laughs> I've got the same tremolo. I'm digging this uh got picture of Gaddafi. He's got like a cool scarf covered in just the like the entire African continent like. <laughs> I like the one where he's just all in gold and his face has been ravaged by time, but his hair is jet black, clearly dyed. <laughs> yeah. So it's a beautiful image. He was actually stabbed in the rectum before he died. Is that a uplifting, what? hilarious fact for the, the oh. wrapping up this podcast? It, it's an odd one. It's yeah. a strange way, awful probably way to die and uh, really morbid to mention in a humor, so. again, a humor podcast. But I, I think we've established that that's not what this is, right? This is just a documentary of, you know, sort of chilling facts, right? Just like a list of just haunting facts, right? Well, yeah, it's certainly going to haunt me. <laughs> Are, Tam, yep. do you feel more haunted? He got, he got stabbed right in the butt. Did you, did you look it up? Yeah, I'm, I'm on Wiki now reading, like, a, the whole thing about his death. Yeah, it was a bit of, Grizzly affair. Yeah, it's horrible. Yeah. He, was a, uh, he was a bad guy, though. Oh, I mean, yeah, he was not a nice person. Like He did no. not deserve to die well, but it's, I don't know if anyone really deserves to die by being stabbed in the arsehole. No. Quite that badly. Yeah, that was... Jesus. So, Alf, uh, so would we, are we done with the Alf? Do we, think, do we cover it? We get... um, yeah, is there anything else? I mean, I don't know. I think props to the writers for actually coming up with something that vaguely represented, like vaguely resembled a sitcom in this yeah. particular instance. Uh, I think they did a good job with the sets. I mean, you know, they mocked up an Air Force One out of cardboard. It, they looked very fake, but yeah. they were real chairs. So you're saying we nailed it? Yeah, I think yeah. they nailed it, and I think we nailed it. Yeah, they. We, there's, a, there's a double nailing. We we nailed it. Never use can, that phrase again. Mm. See if I can find a montage of people saying nailed it on YouTube. <laughs> so just to be clear, we're never using the phrase double nailing ever again. Yeah, I think that's a goal. That's okay. I'm okay with best. I'm okay with it personally. <laughs> double nail. Sort of like a double oh, dog bear. Oh dear. But like you just did you just did it that well, you know. Yeah. No, there's nothing right. like it, it there's nothing dirty about it. No? I don't think so. No, okay, well, you know, we'll just have to use so it's a, it's a family. It's a family show, come on. Yeah. Is, is, it's a family show, but is this a family podcast? Oh, that's a t tough question. I mean, I, I would allow my family to listen to it if I had one. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's as classic as the is-ought dilemma. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't know what that, what that means, but I'll just, I, just, yeah, yeah, totally. just let it go. It's a, it's, a fact, it's a fact value distinction. Is that what that's uh, called? Nick, you know things. Is that the fact value distinction? I'm going to say yes. I wasn't actually listening, but it sounds okay. likely. 
Okay. All right. Well, um, thanks, guys, for joining. It's been yeah, a fun. Yeah, no problem. It's been if another... not contributing. <laughs> you contributed. It was a fun hoot. Yeah, it was a hoot. We, did, we had a hoot. I, uh, I learned a lot. Yeah. I, uh, feel I, I learned that you know the next one might might be even better. Alf might be on an upward trajectory. Yeah. Well, just you know, just just. Unless I get too hopeful, but yeah. The next episode is. Oh, I'm googling it. Does, I'm not that fast with Google. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, it's really confusing. List of Alf episodes. That's not. There's nothing confusing about that. Keep in the faith. Written by Peter Boners. Peter, Peter Boners. Yeah, Peter yeah, Boners. Yeah, he wrote a lot of episodes. Before. Yeah, he's heavily involved in the production. Yeah. yeah. Well, this should be good. But yeah, Keep Boners are a big part of Alf. So this is probably going to be about like Alf um, trying to indoctrinate the Tanners into his strange Mel Mac religion. I hope so. I like hope it's an, an obvious parody headed. of Scientology. I, I would, I'm interested in comparative religion, so I'm, I'm actually very interested to see um, what, uh, what Mel Mackian, uh, an example of Mel Mackian theology, I wonder if it'd be completely alien to ours. Probably or if they just worship Jesus, like a... Probably be I, very, I, they uh, probably to, worship Jesus, but he's actually a different animal. Yeah. But that sounds like the kind of level of theological discourse that Alfred writers would yeah. come up with. He'd probably yeah. be like a cat, just because they seem to just... Everything defaults mix, to cats. Mix every, just mix it up. You know, everything can be a cat. Why not? You eat cats. They, the cats sing, apparently. There's no results for religion found on the Alf Wiki, so it seems like it's a topic they didn't really tackle. Mm. Or the people in the Alf Wiki are, are religion shy. Oh, I have a, uh, actually, I have a uh, sneak peek, uh, a heads up. We might have a special guest for the next episode. Oh, um, really? Because, That's exciting. Who will that uh, be? Um, Jan Van Den Hemmel oh, very exciting. is may or may not, and this is I don't know if this is a spoiler or not, be doing some type of Star Trek edit that involves Alf in some way. Oh wow! Okay. I think that's a major spoiler, but I'll let it ride because no, but nobody's going to listen to this. So. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Thank God. Certainly, yeah. no Japanese people are going to hear it, which I think we can all be thankful for. I think yeah. he, I think he actually might have mentioned it. In one of the things we did with the Star Trek, so Vanden Hamel, okay, yeah. Gazora, the YouTube TNG Star Trek edit guy. Yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah, I, I got that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I probably should introduce him better because there's just like no crossover between this show and the other one that I do with him. <laughs> <laughs> nobody would listen to both. Um, no, that would be madness. Well, I mean, completely completely different demographics. <laughs> nobody listens to either, so that's, both is included in either, I think. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, this is good. All right. Round of applause. Yep. yep. Next time, that's keeping the well. faith. Yep. We did it. We did it. We did this it. is another one down. We did it. Nailed it. Yep. All right, cool. Adios. Did we double nail it, though? Okay. I'll hang up, I guess. All right, bye-bye.